Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. In Imagitainment Production. Who plays the best music? We do. That's 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 We are live 105.5 Mobile Radio 24365. One big party. Welcome to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson. We are on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio, and this is an Imagitainment Inc. media production. Wow, Dr. Seth, we made it to another taping or recording of a show. You know, we have a really exciting show uh, tonight. And won't you tell them about it? Wow, we're talking about why spouses or soon-to-be former spouses or even just, I guess, people in relationship use the children as, you know, leverage. leverage. Yes, to... In divorces and and actually outside of the divorce, after the divorce is over, they're they're still using their children as leverage. Right, or any relationship... Where there are children involved, and then right. they're no longer together. And, and this, this topic was from our, our listener, uh, Anthony, uh, who uh, made the suggestion for us to, uh, uh, to take a look at it through a, a personal experience of yeah. his own. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I recall him saying that, you know, it was just something that he hasn't heard People, a topic people hadn't really addressed. So we're gonna we're gonna do that for all of those who may be in a situation like this, have been in a situation like this. We're gonna talk about that. This is a very real, real topic, and there are so many uh, angles and sides to look at. So we we did some research. But you know the the first thing that I wanted to say, uh, Angela, you know those parents that are doing this grow the hell up. You, you need to be responsible parents and you need to make sure that your kids are not put through a traumatic experience for you, from your silliness, okay? You have a, if you have an issue with, uh, with your uh, significant other, you know, you need to uh, deal with that in a way that does not impact your kids because what you do now will increase uh, impact your children in their development stages. So just come from a place of love when you're going through uh, uh, this type of uh, uh, traumatic experience. Okay, well, Dr. Seth, I know this must be a topic that's close to your heart because you don't normally preach at them like that. So, so at our listeners, so... Um, I, I would, um, I will make my comments on those statements later, uh, but I do want to kind of just start with some of our research and, um, it was a pretty good article about, uh, manipulative parents that is, it's actually, um, written by a law, you know, firm and which is interesting because we're going to kind of discuss 
how that how this type of behavior is encouraged somewhat by the court system. But um, this particular article is really kind of sharing and giving some insight to people that do this type of thing. So in this article, Dr. Seth Francois, um, it talks about people who do this, you know, who use children like that are usually narcissists. Right. Yeah. And that they, you know, are... Or it's very selfish. Very selfish. And they see their kids as an extension of themselves. So rather than seeing their relationship with their own child in a healthy way, they're looking at that in an unhealthy way. So um, they say they can't tolerate the thought that their children might grow up and actually even chart their own courses, you know, and think differently. So once the marriage or relationship is over, they use their kids as leverage. What do you think about that? I think that uh, people who have a tendency of the end game is just to win, is not to come up with a true resolution. Uh, a person that have this need to hurt someone to achieve their goal, even if it costs them their life savings to do so. Um, you know, when, when you go into an attorney's office and you sit down and you're going through a divorce and you sit down and they go through that financial statement, don't think that they're just trying to, they're going through that financial statement to see how you guys are going to split assets. They're going through that financial statement to see how much time they can keep you at $450 an hour so that they can get paid. So at the end of it, if you're going to uh, not be amicable in the process, it's going to cost you your life savings going through a divorce. And it, 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 you know, it just doesn't make sense. Whereas you can have a, uh, a kinder approach in, in, and have some type of relationship afterwards you know, with the person that you were in love with at one point, you know? Yeah, I, I don't quite understand this type of behavior because I am not a narcissist. Well, you find that you find this behavior on the school ground at lunchtime or, or break periods where kids get in arguments because, you know, one one kid took the ball from another kid. I mean, this is just silly stuff. Yeah, it is but it's real. Very childish. It impacts. It impacts not just the family. Impacts friends. It impacts, you know, even schools and 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 the environment. You know, I mean, if a kid is so angry that that maybe they they have hostility enough to go and and do harm to other people, you know, I mean. These are things that, that people don't look at. We have to be responsible for our actions. It's up to us to make good decisions, and we are the role models that our kids are looking at. And parents, we need to start acting like parents. Well, I think that um, kind of getting back to helping people understand this behavior, because it could be them. 
the person listening could be them. And so rather than uh, just really get on people, I want to help them understand the behavior and then understand why it's so damaging. Because supposedly the child that you think that you're protecting while you're really protecting your own, um, yourself about to lose control, you know, that's, it's, it's like that, that, the child gets lost in all of this. The child's needs and what is important for the child is lost in all this because you're so, a person like this is so into, you know, the fear that they have of losing control. And so they are willing to really jeopardize their child's life, their whole entire being, because they don't, they don't want to give up the control they thought they had. And they don't, they don't want to just accept the fact that relationship is not working and that there are two parents that have to be considered for the well-being of the child. Well, you know, Angela, when there's any type of abuse, uh, say a a child is being uh, assaulted at home or uh, uh, or molested or something like that, yes, it's up to that other parent to do whatever they need to do to protect the child. Okay, we understand. So we're not talking about, we're not talking uh, about those situations with abuse. We're just talking about decorum. Right. We're definitely not talking about those situations. There are times where um, children, you know, definitely cannot be with the other parent because the other parent is abusive to themselves or abusive to others. And they can't, that's, that would be risking them on another level. We're talking about two capable parents of being there for their children. So we're definitely not talking about that. But it's a great time for us to take a break. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. The latest hits and the greatest memories, memories. On, 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 on live 105.5. mobi Welcome back to the business of love. Well, whoo, Dr. Seth Francois, you are fired up and ready on this topic. We need some air conditioning in this room. Woo, it done got hot in here. It's hot in here. It's getting hot. No, it's not getting, <laughs> it's, it is hot. Oh, wow. Hey, well, we, we, well, one thing I want to say is that this show comes from a place of love and concern of the family dynamics that are that are going on today with over 50% and divorce rates, a lot of those ending really bad and uh, badly for the kids. And uh, so we do have, you know, this is a very uh, touchy subject, but we, we're just asking people, First of all, love yourself, because if you love yourself, you'll be able to love yourself through your divorce, you know, and and uh, just keep everything on a level of respect and then think about what your actions are doing to your kids. And with that, um, I found some really good information in one of the articles um, The same one, actually, I was sharing earlier. And there's these signs of a manipulative parent. So I I think that this could help one of our listeners or someone who you know kind of see that what they're doing is not protecting the child or, you know, is not right, you know, and is not justified. 
and that it's really just them being manipulative and it will the biggest loser will end up being the child but the other parent who's being kept from their child unrighteously is loses as well so let's look at some of those signs so that we can make better decisions um one sign that they had in this article is says inappropriate communication and um it says that I'll just read it because I like what it says. Narcissists in their words and actions often send their children the message that it's not okay to enjoy time with the other parent. So if you're making your child feel like they should not be enjoying time with the other parent. Making their child feel guilty. Making them feel guilty about spending time, all of that, you're out of order. Okay? So let's not do that. And then another thing was like inferences with visitation. Um, says a narcissist parent will narcissistic parent will give the children choices about visitation or manipulate them into refusing visitation. Visitation with the other parent is not a choice. It's a healthy thing. It's if, it's, if the other person is not. Yeah, it, if it, they're well, we're talking about healthy whole people. We're not talking about um, situations where someone is abusive or you know is on drugs or whatever. Um, so let's just keep that in mind when I was sharing, um, and when Doctor Seth is sharing. But yeah, so it's it's not a <laughs> like. Do you want to go see your dad or do you want to go to Disneyland? Eh, not fair. You know, completely unfair. Why can't they do both? Right. So. Um, that type of stuff is not okay. And then another sign of a manipulative parent was that they make up or distort information. You know, they put their own spin on information. That's not okay. Um, shares adult-only information about the marriage and divorce. So not okay. You share with children where they're at, at their age-appropriate level, and only what they need to know. Everything else is you go talk to a friend, go get a therapist, whatever. Don't do that. That's so unfair. Um, um, manipulative parents have poor boundaries. Um, a manipulative parent aligns with the child, the child against the other parent, which is so wrong. Um, and, and if a parent hates the ex, right, the kids have to hate the ex too, because the, the parent who has custody or, you know, physical custody, you know, perhaps for the majority of the time, you know, they, this, is, this is playing games. And you're, not, you're playing games not with your, your ex-spouse or your, you know, um, ex. You are playing games with those children, and that's unfair. Uh, another one uses a child as a messenger, so not okay. Uh, monitors the kid's phone conversations with the other parent. You know, and again, we're talking about healthy parents, not unhealthy parents. And then threats of self-harm. And we said that this is usually in extreme cases, but there are manipulative parents who will threaten suicide if they don't get what they want, you know, or, you know, uh, soul custody. And if you don't, you know, you know, I'm going to do this to myself. And, and those type of things are just, you just know someone has some deeper mental health issues that they need to you know, go get some help with. But if you have done any of those things or you are doing those things, you are a manipulative par- a parent and you ultimately are going to end up hurting your children more than anyone else. 
So take a, a, a look at those behaviors because um, children are the ones that lose out. It says children um, a divorce who are manipulated by parents suffer long-term psychological consequences. And um, those, a lot of times those kids end up in unhealthy relationships themselves because this is what they've witnessed. And so you're perpetuating negativity, you know, for your own children who you say you're trying to protect. So you really have to look at, you know, your behavior. Um, and if you know anyone who is like this, maybe you'll want to have them tune in to the show for on Thursday, if you're catching this on a Tuesday. And if not, contact us so you can possibly, you know, get the information to them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know this happens often. And the other part of that, Dr. Seth Francois, is the courts encourage this behavior. That is, you know, it's all a system of dysfunction. Yes. It's a, all a system. And the, the, the dysfunction starts in the home, which leads you to a more dysfunctional place to be, which is the court system. <laughs> right. So you can choose to solve your issues through counseling or, or just for you to yield and understand that, look, you loved that person before whatever happened. And you have to go back to that place where you love that person and you have to be able to put yourself in a good place and say, look, I love you, but this has come to an end. It's not working for us anymore. We have grown to a different place or we're going in two different directions. Lots of love. How can we do this so that it can best benefit our children? And for us, it's so that we can both survive financially without giving the courts all of our money and attorneys all of our money. Right. Right. And um, a, a quick note about children um, and why sometimes they end up with no father in the home or father in their lives around is, is this type of relate, this type of behavior can totally cut the father out of the child's life for whatever reason. And, and it says that within two years of divorce, half of the fathers lose contact with their children. And that's for a lot of different reasons. But it certainly is more likely to happen if, you know, a wife or ex-wife um, is unwilling to work so that the child can have both parents in their life in a healthy way. You know, it's certainly much more likely for that to happen. So we have to be responsible for our actions. You know, when we're dealing with a relationship that's failed and there are children, we have to consider what is best for the child first. Angela, I, I have seen or witnessed uh, people who uh, ended up divorced, and they have very good... Uh, relationships with their their former spouses, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 they're, it's not like they love 
love being connected to that person through the kid, but they know that they want to have this this relationship that is valuable to their child's growth. So they understand it. So they, they, those are the people that I call big people. Right. They can sit at the big the big people table. Right. You know, so uh, if you guys want to be big people and sit at the big people table, just be responsible. Yep, and that is, is so true. I, I've been there. I've been that that person who's been divorced and didn't necessarily care for the person, but I knew it was best for my child, so I had to leave the or the door open for that person to even grow and be a better parent. And then, you know, have when that happened, my, allow my child to be involved with their um, their father. And I, I've really had to do that. So, but right now we yeah, have we'll take that break, right? Yeah, we've you talked ourselves into the right? next break. This is such an important topic. All right, we'll see you in a little bit. Who plays the best music? We do. That's next. We are live 105.5 Mobile Radio 24365. One big party. Welcome back to the business of love. Boy, we're just so into this. We're talking right into our commercial breaks and <laughs> we're without a pause, boy. I tell it's you. It's such an important topic, though. It really is. Now, I'm while I know this happens both ways. I know that it a lot of times the courts lean towards the mothers having, um, you know, at least the physical custody. And um, so I want to kind of talk about some of the things that were shared by men on how this makes them feel. And um, uh, Dr. Seth will chime in as well. Um, uh, but I one of the things that struck me in an article that is um, – speaks to the cruelty of women who use children as weapons in divorce. One of the comments that I thought really kind of pulled on and tugged on my heartstring was the father who uh, was like, how can my wife hurt me? How could she bring me to my knees? And then his response was through my children, you know, and I think it's so, it's so wrong for people to do that and use children like that to try to really hurt somebody just because their relationship didn't work out. That that really bothers me because, you know, yes, the children are the biggest losers, but husbands in the situation, so we're talking about the men that this has been done to lose out big time, big time. You know, uh, I, I've had some difficult situations in um, divorce, but... I had to put my child first, you know, and when things were right, you know, I had to keep the door open for for my uh, children because I've been through it one more than once to have a good relationship with their fathers. And and, and, and I've noticed, I mean, just knowing, uh, knowing how you uh, uh, take the children on holidays to to see the in-laws and how you uh, encourage your your children to stay in contact with with their with their dads and and it's it's an amazing um, testament to how you are playing the big person role. 
Yeah, I, I have to always consider my my children, and and I I have had a situation with a, a parent that really wasn't ready to be the best parent, but like I said, I had to leave room for that growth to happen, and and keep in my mind that you know that this person can change, and possibly one day have a relationship with their child. You know, so I've I've had to do that, and it hasn't been the easiest thing to do, but it had, it was the right thing to do. And so that's why uh, if anybody's in that situation, whether you're, uh, the, uh, the father or the mother, I would say, do not destroy the relationship with your child's, um, other parent, because you're really destroying your child. Ab- absolutely. I mean, in, in my, my case is that I, I made a commitment to stay in the relationship until my my sons got to adulthood. Uh, you know, it was certain things that I just didn't like uh, in the relationship, and uh, but I understood that I had uh, two sons that needed a dad in the home, and I knew that uh, my. X would have made it very difficult for me to to have that connection with my kids because she right. she made comment uh, to that. So it it was in you know my kids' best interest that I did what I you know what I did. So yeah, and I guess too coming from a situation where my father passed away when I was sixteen, and I know how damaging that was for me that I understood what it felt like to not have the other parent there. And I didn't want to be the one responsible for keeping uh, my child or children from their fathers, you know. So um, that, to me, would have been far worse than having to deal with the drama that you sometimes deal with when your relationship ends and you still have to connect for the sake of the child. That, to, for, for me, would have been far worse. You know, so um, and especially when the child grows up and start to really uh, develop analytical skills and really discover that 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 parent that they were staying with were the cause that that uh, eliminated their ability to to uh, connect with their other parent. I mean, and and I, I've I've seen situations like that where kids started to resent the parent that they lived with because of that, and it's just it's a bad thing. You don't want to do that. It's a bad thing all the way around, and a lot of times, um, in the research that I did and and the work that I've done myself, um, these children end up in those in in very unhealthy relationships. They end up a lot of times, you know, when there's not um, the father or not around, when they've been pushed away and they don't continue to fight and they just allow them, they just, they stop fighting and they're not there. Then a lot of times the income for that household drops drastically and that can lead to poverty. Um, And then poverty opens the door to so many other issues and these kids are just left open, you know, um, to many ill, you know, situations that are out there when you're when you're in a situation where you're dealing with poverty. So what what are the solutions? 
solution is to put the child first. Consider the child and the child's needs first. And if you can't do that because you're so, you know, self-centered, then or seek, hurt or hurt, right? Then seek help. Seek help because you do not want to be responsible for your child being damaged for life because you couldn't um, work out a big girl or a big boy situation for your child to see the other parent. And the goal of the separation is not to win. It is to come to a, a good uh, uh, resolution that both parties benefit from which allows the kids to benefit, or the children to benefit from, right? Right, very true. And, you know, of course we know our court systems <laughs> and all these systems, they need help and they need work, but we can't wait for the court system uh, to get it right. We have to do the right thing because we're parents and we love our children and ultimately we want them to have a better life than we had and um, we want to give them the best start to life. So we have to leave as much of our stuff and our junk out of the way so that these children can grow up as healthy as possible and and step into adulthood, you know, uh, with more positives than negatives in their, you know, toolbox. And I, I think those are some good uh, resolutions and, and all that. And for the audience... If you have any comments about the show, if you have any other topics uh, that you want to bring us, let us know. Anthony, we want to thank you again for uh, bringing about this unique topic. And uh, if you guys have any, uh, and you need to write us, write us at the, uh, the Business of Love at Imagintainment.org. Yeah, and um, to um, our listener, I hope that that, at least, if nothing else, it got the conversation started for people. So this has been The Business of Love on 105.5 Mobile Radio. This is an Imagintainment, Inc. media production. Take care. Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. An Imagitainment production. The latest hits. And the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5. <laughs> www.1055.mobi.